Hello all, welcome to the Go Blue cast from the Office of Trio Programs at U of M Dearborn. My name is Rowan. You'll hear me on here from time to time. This podcast is going to cover a wide range of topics, so please send in your suggestions to umdtrio at gmail.com. Now here's the episode. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. Today's podcast and discussion will be about mental health. I'm your host, Mehdi Saab, a current senior here at U of M Dearborn. And today I have with me Austin Kempf-Miller, a junior at U of M Dearborn, as well as Gigi Nasser, a current student at U of M Ann Arbor, and Kayla Leonard, a senior at U of M Dearborn. I want to start out by saying that here at U of M Dearborn, we have a free and private therapy session or service known as CAPS. The mission of Counseling and Psychological Services, or CAPS, is to advance student success by promoting emotional wellness and psychological development by providing culturally competent, high-quality, and confidential mental health services, prevention and educational programming, campus-wide consultation, crisis response, and outreach. CAPS currently has therapy groups that have been running all semester long and are held in person and online. On Mondays, it's held at 2 p.m., and it's known as the Interpersonal Group, where everyone is welcome to join. Tuesdays at 2 p.m., uh, for the Emoja group tailored to African-American students. And again on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. for interpersonal groups, so everyone is more than welcome to join. And on Thursdays at 1, they have coping skills group. If you are interested in reaching out to CAPS, you can email them at umdearborncaps at umich.edu. With that being said, let's begin. Happiness, tragedy, loneliness, depression, comfort. These are the common feelings we associate with our everyday life. Each of these feelings tend to shift us into a certain mood and eventually certain lifestyles, and from there, we begin to feel the impact. Your mood and your mental health affect every aspect of your life, from how you feel about yourself to your relationships with others, as well as your physical health. I think it is important to address mental health and what it actually is. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. Uh, But before we jump in, I just want to have my guests introduce themselves, so go ahead. My name is Gigi Nasser. I am a student at UMN Arbor, studying civil engineering and architecture. I'm also a program coordinator here at uh, Lofts of Trio Programs. Hi, my name is Kayla Leonard. Um, I'm a senior studying biochemistry, and I work for the Center for Social Justice and Inclusion. Hi, I'm Austin Kiffmiller. Uh, I'm a junior here at U of M Dearborn, majoring in political science and economics, and I am a tutor mentor for student support services through the Office of TRIO Programs. Before, before diving into some mental health tips, I want to throw it over to my guests with a question, what does mental health mean to you? Um, so, to me, mental health is basically taking care of yourself in any way you could. Um, prior to seeking help from a therapist, I used to kind of find outlets to let out um, whatever I was going through. One of my main outlets was um, art. So, art is a way you could express yourself. Rather than balding things in, you could express yourself using multiple outlets through singing, like drawing, painting or even just like working out on the kickboxing. I agree, Gigi, those are all wonderful ways um, to cope. 
And I guess to me, mental health means um, the care that we give ourselves. So that includes the way that we cope with big feelings or the stresses of life, as Gigi said. Yeah, I think to add on to that, um, I don't necessarily uh, say that maybe, like I've had my bad mental health days, but I know people who really you know struggle with mental health and aren't too open about it. And so it bogs them down even deeper. So uh, mental health to me is something that should be openly discussed with people. Uh, it should be something that's talked about instead of bogged down inside you where it you know, builds up and it'll come up you know, sometime in some shape or form. Uh, but yeah, mental health is just something that should be discussed and cope with. And from my point of view, cope with either through prayer, religion, something along those lines, or just finding some resource or some person to talk to and open up to about it. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I do want to throw out this question. Uh, do you guys feel that mental health is stigmatized? 100%. 100%. Yes. And especially, oh, sorry, you want to something i was gonna say like especially within like different communities like um so i'm part of the like arab community um the muslim community and there is so much stigma that comes with mental health because um especially growing up in the middle east um usually you'd be uh classified as mentally ill um i don't see it that way um i think you have like things that you go through the same way as um you would have um uh, with just like regular like health um you need to take care of yourself in any way you could, and talking about it is one way to kind of break the stigma. Um, so yeah, just to add on to that, um, I also believe that mental health is extremely stigmatized in, um, or specifically towards males or male-presenting people, mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people will think, you know, well, you're a man, you should just uh, shove that down. And that's not true at all. Everybody is human, everybody has emotions and everybody should be able to have those bad days and express it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, would, I, would, I think it's stigmatized everywhere just because if you're talking about the topic of mental health just by its own, it's such a big topic that I think the reason it gets stigmatized is because there's so much that could go along with that. So, you know, mental health that could take the form of anxiety, stress, depression, anything that has to do you know with your mental state so I think a reason why it stigmatizes is because it's hard to try to encapsulate that concept into one specific category and so generally people like as Gigi was saying um, like in the Middle East you'll be categorized as uh, mentally ill well it's hard to say that when there's so many different factors that can go into your mental health uh, and I see that everywhere even like in a country like the United States I mean mental health is definitely stigmatized, especially in men, I would say, uh, just because that's what you're taught. You're taught, you know, you, you'll get over it, and you know, um, and some people can get over it, and kudos to them, but some people can't, and so it's, you gotta open up about it. So it's just kind of realizing that and kind of dealing with that kind of stigmatism that goes along with it. Yeah, and uh, just like Gigi, I'm also Arab American, Muslim myself, and you know, you're, you're told, like, when you are having those bad days, to just get over it. You know, yeah, remember God. Like, yeah, it's all like, gonna you know, go to God. And, you know, that's, you know, a lot of people use God as, you know, a way to cope and all that. And that's, you know, nothing wrong with that. But there comes to a point where you need the help and mm -hmm. it, you shouldn't feel bad about reaching out, you know, for help. And so. there's also, like, so much stigma of just crying, mm -hmm. um, like, both in men and women. Um, for me, when I was younger, uh, I was once told by somebody that because I cry so often, I'm seen as an easy target. Um, I don't think it that way. I think it's a way that I'm more in touch with my emotions. Um, same way as it could happen with a man. Um, I think that crying is a natural outlet um, to just 
allow yourself to like not express yourself, unravel, and just kind of take a breather. Uh, thank you all for sharing. Um, so I want to go ahead and talk about uh, the work of Dr. Kiera Alvarez. Um, she's part of the Disparities Research Unit uh, under the Department of Medicine at the Massachusetts General Hospital. Um, and she's also a professor of psych, uh, psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. Uh, School. And uh, she states that a two-way relationship exists between mental health disorders and social determinants, as poor mental health can aggravate personal choices and affect living conditions that limit opportunities. Um, she states that young adulthood is a crucial period where multiple social determinants can intersect and contribute to behavioral health disorder onset. And at this life stage, mental health symptoms can adversely influence how individuals navigate societal norms and structures affecting educational performance. Um, so does anyone want to kind of discuss what they think about this? I think more so like just like societal norms, like affluences, like the way mental health is seen. It's more so, I feel like there are a lot of challenges in life that people like see that causes them to have like more like difficulty. Yeah. And I f do you think that coming from like a disadvantaged background, you know, influences 100%. that? I yeah. feel like people who um, come from disadvantaged backgrounds face more difficulties than people who are privileged. Mm -hmm. um, I think they um, kind of like, they just face more discrimination. Like being someone who, my mother is uh, used to be an immigrant and um, I was once told that uh, I myself is an immigrant mm -hmm. and um, because um, it like just <laughs> upset me because um, I didn't see anything wrong about being an immigrant as well as um, just invalidating my citizenship. Um, I saw it as people who go through these problems and go through these issues have to face so many more barriers that like, it's completely unfair. Um, mm -hmm. And because of that, because of those difficulties, you kind of face more hardship. Mm -hmm. um, kind of going and kind of transferring to Ann Arbor was one of my kind of like hardships that I was facing because um, you have this feeling of like imposter syndrome mm -hmm. that I found like a lot of people especially in college feel where you feel like you don't fit in and you feel like because you come from different backgrounds like you have no place here mm -hmm. and I think the way to cope with that is kind of just talking about it more all right, that's good. All right, well, thank you, Gigi. Um, and I also want to go over and cover some mental health tips. Um, so here are a few mental health tips that I want to share with you guys. And I grabbed this information from UM Health Service page. So if you want to take a deeper look at that, you can check it out there. And the first tip that I have for you guys is valuing yourself. So treat yourself with kindness and respect and avoid self-criticism. Uh, make time for your hobbies and favorite projects or broaden your horizons. Do a daily crossword puzzle, plant a garden, take dance classes, learn to play an instrument, or become fluent in another language. I think this is important because we don't realize how much time we take to please others, ra others uh, rather than ourselves. So when you are having a hard day or even a week, just step aside, give yourself a breather, and learn to value yourself. Another tip is breaking up the monotony. Although our routines make us more efficient and enhance our feelings of security and safety, a little change of pace can perk up a tedious schedule. Alter your jogging route, plan a road trip, 
take a walk in a different park, um, hang some new pictures, or try a new restaurant, or in my case, a new coffee shop. I love my coffee, so I try to find, you know, any new coffee shops <laughs> around my area that I really like. Um, so the last question I want to pose to, my, to the guests are, do you guys have any suggestions or tips to share uh, to our audience that you would that you commonly use to help with coping with bad mental health days and I want to throw it over to Austin real quick so go ahead Austin well um, I would I wouldn't say I necessarily have any tips off the top of my head that coincide with that the only comment I would make is to be careful putting your trust in things like hobbies to take over spots of your bad mental health and what I mean by that is, it's, it is good to focus on yourself and evaluate yourself and do a hobby, you know, draw, write, whatever you do that you like doing that gives you peace of mind, that's great. But I think, and I've seen this uh, with some family members, they try doing these things and their mental health state almost gets worse because they think that they can just replace it and blind it with something and then it just comes back even worse. Um, so... I would say that works, but to an extent. And so my advice would be, it's not bad to do that by any means. I think you definitely should have your hobbies and value yourself, but no question. But also just make sure that you are still giving time to talk about it, still interacting with other people and balancing it. You can't just hide your bad mental health based on um, a hobby. You can't just get rid of it by value yourself, you know, doing something different. It's not going to work like that. So it's utilizing that that kind of scenario, valuing yourself, but also at the same time, making sure you're talking about it and working towards progress to help your mental state at the same time. Because without that, it's it's always going to come back. And it's always going to, you know, bog you down in a sense, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you. Um, so I know that it's extremely easy to kind of get wrapped up in academics, especially for college students, first-gen college students, um, non-traditional students, it is extremely easy to think, I have to do this, I have to go, go, go. Um, and that's not always true. Um, we obviously want to strive for success, but valuing your mental health is extremely important as well. Um, so personally, I like to use um, sensory items on bad mental health days. Um, so if I am craving a smell or something like that, I'll light a candle um, or use a heating blanket. Um, and as previously mentioned, um, I'll do an activity that brings me joy. If it's um, just a spur of the moment thing where I either read a book that I've been wanting to read for weeks or um, going outside and taking a walk with my dog. Um, just getting that little bit of sunlight during the day will absolutely change my entire mood. Um, and like Austin was saying, um, it's always important to recognize when you need that little bit of professional help. Um, and when you're feeling down, if you've had a couple of bad mental health days in a row, um, it is always 100% acceptable and worth it to go and talk to someone. Um, seeking help at CAPS, if you're a student here at UM Dearborn, um, is extremely easy to do to reach out to them on their website, through email. Um, and even if you want to reach out in other places as well, um, external places to talk to somebody, um, going to therapy, it's 100% okay and you should feel comfortable doing it. Um, adding on to Kayla's point about going to therapy and like seeking help, 
I think the best way to kind of cope with mental health is creating a support system. Whether that be your family, your friends, a furry friend, or um, even just a licensed professional, having a support system is the best thing I, I could like do for myself and you can do for yourself. Um, I started seeing a therapist um, in Plymouth actually, uh, which is like a, a way away from me, but I felt that it was right for me to kind of choose myself and prioritize my mental health because um, I wanted to kind of bring in some like nitty gritty things to this podcast and um, a lot of times you will face like major hardships and keeping it to yourself, not talking about it is not the way to go. Um, I feel like talking to somebody, talking to a therapist is the best thing you can do to yourself because at the end, you want to treat yourself the way you treat others, um, whether that be being someone who gives a service to somebody. So I feel like I'm a type of person who wants to service people at all times. I want to be a better person for other people. I want to help them in whatever way I can. And you can do the same thing to yourself. Um, and so seeing a therapist is a way to kind of unravel, unroll everything, just take off um, whatever load you were going through um, the weekend, not on the week, <laughs> in the weekend, in the week, um, and just kind of go through um, each thing that bothered you throughout the week. Um, another thing that I started doing is I adopted a pet. <laughs> I have um, a cat called Zatar. Um, she honestly. Um, How old I, is Zatar? Zatar is seven months old. Um, she is my fur baby. Um, I love her to death. Um, without her, I don't know if I'd be able to kind of go on through like my day. Um, there was a point where I got to a really, really low point in my life um, with like everything. And if it wasn't for my support system and Zatar, I. Stuff would happen. Really <laughs> Um, so having that, having that support system, having, um, like Austin was saying, like hobbies, but not hyper-focusing on them because what I suffered with, with like hyper-focusing on, um, hobbies is that you end up connecting them to when you were sad mm -hmm. or connecting them to when you were not feeling your tip-top best. Um, so mixing it up, like Mahdi was saying, um, is another way to fix that. Can I just add one more yeah, thing? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I also want to just throw out there that um, on bad mental health days, it's also okay to just cry. Very yeah, much so. As very, much very as you true. want. Very true. It's it's very relieving. Um, and I just want to say I agree with everyone's statements here today. And I want to thank you, Austin, Gigi, and Kayla, uh, for joining me. And thank you all for tuning in.